Welcome to the Business Bites Podcast, the podcast for busy entrepreneurs. Whether you're an online entrepreneur or seeking after brick and mortar success, this podcast brings you quick bites of content so you can learn and grow anywhere you are. Now here's your host, Rachel Brainke. One of my missions here at the Business Bites Podcast is to make sure that you guys are legally protected. Obviously, as a lawyer and MBA, I have this little carved out love for the legal side. And I get that it's totally not sexy. It's not something you guys necessarily want to have to deal with. But from a business perspective and from a standpoint of being a mother with multiple brands, I'd rather be focused on my life and my kids and not having to be wrapped up with client issues, customer issues, or any other legalities that may come our way. So one of the things that I think will help any of you, no matter what industry you're in, is making sure that you have proper terms on your site. Now, they're going to vary depending on what industry you're in or what you're offering, but I wanted to give you guys some basic things that you should be including in the terms of your site. Because inevitably, if many of you are visiting me, obviously, in some technology format, whether you're listening on iTunes or from my site, rachelbranke.com, you know that I have a website. And you know that you probably have a website. So if you have a website, you need to be having these terms. If you don't have a website in this day and age, and you're only relying on social media, that's an entire different podcast, but we need to have a chit chat. So Without further ado, let's just go over some of the inclusions of what you guys should have in the terms of your site. It's important to have these, um, it's because it's a legal agreement that's between the user of the site and you, um, your business, your blog, your online store, whatever it is, and it governs the use of any products or use of the site by the user that comes to it. Um, it can include just one site, related domains or subdomains that you have as well, but all of them need to have these terms reflected. Um, again, I always give the legal disclaimer in all my episodes that this is only educational information for you guys. The goal is to take the information and to be able to have a lawyer draft for you, especially since I know a lot of lawyers don't necessarily work with online commerce or online business. So it's good to walk in with a checklist just in case um, and for you guys to be able to get this lawyer drafted because it is a legal agreement between the user of the site or the purchaser of your products in you. Um, And essentially it's going to outline all of the terms of what can cannot be done, any disclaimers you need to include. Um, So let's just jump right into those. I like to include in my terms at the very beginning, after we go through all of like, this is a legal agreement, blah, 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 defining each thing such as products, sites, etc. I like to start by saying that by purchasing the product or using my site, they agree to be bound by the terms without any other conditions or declarations. Um, And I have in bold that if any time they do not agree with those terms, then they need to discontinue the use of the products or leave my site. Um, and that that puts on there to safeguard for me because their position may change. But I also need to carve out another one to say that any time the terms can change and I could change them as well. But I like to start out after we get through all of that legalness right there, um, what I do, what exactly the site is for. I try to be very clear right there because if someone visits the site and they see the about page or they're just seeing some social media posts, they may not necessarily have a full view of what you do. Um, And so I like to start off with a uh, summary of what exactly 
I do or the and or what the site provides. Um, and I like to list through that. And this is also like for me as a lawyer, I like to put my disclaimer there for that I am not a substitute for an attorney or a law firm because my sites are general legal information and we have to take an overt step to actually become a client attorney relationship. So I just, I, ha I have to ethically, legally, and I like to state that people know that we're not I'm not exactly their lawyer simply because they visit. If you are a fitness professional, this would probably be a good time for you to include any disclaimers um, about any of the, perhaps the exercises that you put out. If you're a nutritionist or a food blogger, maybe about the um, content of the food or the recipes, this would be a good time to start introducing the viewer or user of your site to those sorts of disclaimers. We're going to get into them a little bit more, but this is a good section for you guys to kind of introduce them to that. Then I like to go into talking about the privacy policy. This essentially is what are you going to do with the information that the users submit to your site? What are you actually going to do with it? Because you always see on people's newsletter grabs, they say, no spam. I like to put no spam, just good content. Because it's true. I don't spam you guys with other people's stuff. It's only trusted materials and resources that I recommend. And it's still not spamming. I like to give content with mine. But my privacy policy outlines all of this and states what I'm going to do with the information that I collect. Um, and identifying that the information being provided is voluntarily provided that it requires my user to submit their information that I'm not just collecting it as well. Um, I also like to identify if I'm using any affiliate or referral links. This is like if you're in the Amazon affiliate program or you're referring them, like say you're a photographer and you're referring them to Shoeproof, which is an online gallery service. You can get a referral link that gives you a month of free um, service for if a studio signs up that you refer. That's an affiliate link. I like to identify them here. Um, as well that there may be affiliate links on the sites and exactly what I do with them. Um, and um, the disclaimer as well that I don't assume responsibility for endorse any of the contacts, products, services, or use of any of the affiliate sites. That's to CYA, uh, but that way it's also included here. I'm going to identify affiliate links because it's legally required elsewhere as well, but I like to include it there. I also like to identify the intellectual property that I um, own, and uh, that's the text, logo, images, headers, trademarks, service marks, design elements, and everything. Um, while I may not necessarily have to put all this on notice, it helps if I ever have someone that does come along and tries to copy or infringe upon my trademarks, my copyrighted material, and so forth. And it goes through, and this is basically a little synopsis explaining to people that they can... Um, that all this, I am protected by this. But since I do sell products on, on my site, such as contract template forms and so forth, I am also giving a license of use whenever someone purchases those products. So not only do I own um, the copyrighted materials and so forth, but I'm identifying first that I own it and then that I state that as long as the user complies with the terms of use and purchase, then I'm granting them a non-exclusive, non-transferable license to download, view, copy, and print the products. Because obviously, you guys need to be able to utilize that for your uh, business. If you're purchasing a contract, you need to be able to utilize that. So I go through all of that um, and then also go through how they should be able to contact me. Any return or refund policy, uh, like for me, all my cells are final. I like to put on there that they're non-returnable, non-refundable under any circumstances. I still carve out the right to make any exceptions. 
My disclaimer of warranty is I identify that all my products are provided as is. Um, and then this is where we get into more of the legal miscellany, like limitation of liability and indemnification. And also since this is a legal agreement between myself and the user, I want to identify who the governing law and the venues are. So if they ever have a claim, that's where we are going to be um, having any issue. That is where what's what law is going to govern, and that's the venue that we're going to be in. And then, of course, at the end, I conclude it by saying any questions regarding the above terms may be directed to and give them the contact information. But there's also the contact form on my site as well. Now, it is important to note that this is not all inclusive. Depending on the industry or product or service that you're selling, you may have extra things included. Um, I just wanted to give you a nice little high level overview and explanation of some of the key requirements that I feel you guys should have in your terms of service or terms of purchase. And if you guys have any questions at all, you'll feel free to reach out to me. I do have a terms of service in the shop at rachelbrinke.com forward slash shop. And thank you for listening on today's episode of the Business Bites. Thanks for joining Rachel on this episode of the Business Bites. For show notes, a list of recommended tools or referenced episodes, you can find them at businessbitespodcast.com. Until next time.